Hello and welcome everyone to episode nine of the official Gears podcast. My name is Brian and we are still talking butterbeers. Uh, today I got on the show with me my good buddy and fellow mouse expert Alan Warren. How are you? I'm great today. How's it going? Good. And we also have Dorothy with us again to continue our two-part series on the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. Dorothy, how are you? <laughs> Good. Great, great. Good. Great to have you back. Yeah. So, yep. So like I said, we're going to continue on with the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. Um, episode eight, we talked about the uh, Hogsmeade section of the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. And as I explained, there's two different uh, sections to the Wizarding World of Harry Potter, one in um, Islands of Adventure, which is Hogsmeade. In this episode, we're going to talk Diagon Alley, which is in Universal Studios, Florida. So we're also going to talk about the Harry Potter prequels. Alan and Dorothy are going to be trying to guess whether I give them a Harry Potter character or a famous athlete. And then we're also going to talk the Wizarding World of Harry Potter Diagon Alley. Um, before we get started, guys, is there any news that's come out from Disney or Universal that we need to talk about first? There is a little bit of Disney news. Uh, we did get the uh, proposed opening dates for Disneyland Resort, which I feel like kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah. There was no hype, no nothing. It's coming, it's nothing. coming, nothing. Just all of a sudden, boop, there's an announcement. It's like, yeah. I'll take it, but it was a little surprising. Uh, I don't feel like I was ready for it, but that's good. So looking yeah. at very similar dates to uh, Florida's opening. So yeah, that could be very good. And we also did, we did hear that um, Universal, or not Universal, Disney won't be booking or attaching flights to their uh, reservations for the early part of 2021, which is good for us because typically we don't like to book flights anyway. <laughs> so I don't anyway. Yeah. Exactly. That's right. Yeah. So that's one of the things I try to tell people is, yes, we can book the air for you as part of the package, but you can often get a better deal and better flight times by booking on your own. So yeah. And I personally just don't like it because I don't want to be responsible in case they have to change flights last minute or something like that. Mm -hmm. It's it's extremely difficult to do. So I just would rather not mess with it if I don't have yeah, to. Especially but. if they're not able to go directly to the carrier, if they have to go through us to make those changes, um, yeah. that gets a little more hairy. But it's easier if they can go direct and, and handle that while yeah. they're there as well. So some cool things yeah. there. Yeah. Uh, um, I think that's all the new news. But yeah, Disneyland Resort yeah. has opening dates. That's great. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited. Like It came out of nowhere. So. Yeah. <laughs> and we, we will. Yeah, we will talk about that with you this time. But. Uh, if you guys didn't get a chance to, we have an exclusive episode up on our website um, with our sales rep, Lindsay, who gave us some really good information that people need to know when visiting the parks. Dorothy also has some of that information as well. Like I said, she just got back. So um, you guys ready to get started? Let's do it. So we all know, or we all talked about that we're fans of the original Harry Potter movies and books. Are you guys big fans of the prequels with Newt's Commander? The Fantastic Beasts series? So I've seen the movies. I haven't read the books in that series, but I've seen the movies and I really enjoyed them. There's not. So I've just seen the movies, but. Okay. I thought there were books. I don't. I was looking. Yeah, um, I actually didn't even know that there were five movies scheduled for the series. So I'm kind of excited about that because I like Newt Scamander. I think he's a funny character. There's He's just so quirky, quirky that um, he keeps my attention throughout the whole movies. So, um, but I, uh, I I like the series, the two, book, two movies that they've put out so far. Uh, I think they've done a really good job with them, especially tying into the previous um but what are, you, what are you guys' thoughts on the movies
Yeah. I um I I see where you're going, and I like that thought too. And maybe mm-hmm. she will. My biggest thing I love seeing a younger Dumbledore, mm-hmm. and kind of seeing him being not so much just the old wise man, but being more in the action of what's going on. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, I agree. That was pretty neat. Uh, I thought they were pretty good movies. I, I think they did a good amount of action and a good amount of um, character development with them too. Um, I agree. I think it would be pretty cool to get a true prequel um, with characters that we know, um, you know, maybe more when, like you're saying, um, uh, Harry's family and and them are all in school and how things developed about that, or maybe more about um, even farther back about when Hogwarts was being founded and the families, um, something like that would be pretty interesting to see too. Um, but I think they did a pretty good job with these. I, I like them. So- before we get too far into this, I, I heard a joke today, or I read a joke today that that's kind of fitting for the Harry Potter series. And it's um, why is Severus Snape not a herbology teacher? Uh, don't, that's a good question. Because he can't keep a single lily alive. <gasps> too soon. Too soon. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I was like, oh, goodness. But I was like, that's perfect for talking about the Harry Potter series. But um, which is your favorite movie? The uh, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them or The Crimes of Grindelwald? I think I'm going to agree. Uh, Crime of Grindelwald was good, but it was more story-ish to me. Yeah. I, I like the Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, but I'll say Crimes of Grindelwald just to be different and see where um, Grindelwald comes in. And like I said, Dumbledore's more involved in it. So it, it does, it seems like it's yeah. setting up something big. That's so. true. Yeah. That could be leading into the other films in the series pretty well. Yeah. So, um, I feel like both of them have really good villains and Colin Farrell plays Percival Graves and Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Him, and then Johnny Depp plays Grindelwald. And I'm a huge Johnny Depp fan in anything that he does. And I can't wait to see what he does with this character. I think he was pretty great. You're okay. I think he's a good character, but um, I've seen him in so many things. I personally kind of liked the Colin Farrell, um, Percival Graves character. Um, Maybe it's just because I've seen um, Johnny Depp in so many things. Uh, And to me, like a lot of his characters are very similar. He plays very unusual characters, but to me, there's like a, there's kind of a common thread in a lot of Mm -hmm. them. And maybe it's just because we've seen him in so many things, which is yeah. not a bad thing um, I, by any means. But yeah. I wonder if Johnny Depp actually wrote, like knows who his real personality is anymore. Because That's he plays the same question. person. <laughs> I can't imagine um, interviews with him. That'd be crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I can't even imagine somebody else in that role. No. Yeah, I, mean, I agree. Sorry, he's uh, as you say he's he's been a like a strange character his entire career, basically. Yeah. I mean, from Edward Scissorhands on down, it's just kind of like, wow, he pulled that off. So, but I can agree with Dorothy too. So, um, I've done some stage and entertainment, and it is so cool 
to step into somebody else's skin for a little while and think how somebody would handle this in that a different situation mm -hmm. be treat things differently it, it's it's really freeing if you if you are like <laughs> I'm, I'm not terribly an introvert you would you would not think i was at all but um there there are scenarios that i get into that i'm like i get too reserved and too buckled down but if i sort of try on a different character i do things that i would never do in my real life <laughs> which is part of the fun right it's somebody else yeah exactly so this is so off topic but um have you ever seen interviews with cassandra peterson do you know who dorothy probably knows who cassandra peterson is so you know who i'm talking about cassandra peterson is the alter ego of elvira mistress of the night and um, cassandra peterson well true cassandra peterson is um fairly buttoned up and reserved compared to elvira um and it's really interesting to see her as somebody different and i believe she's also a redhead so mm -hmm. kind of interesting there too but yeah it's just, just interesting to see that you know I, johnny depp i can't imagine being anyone but what you see and like i said we talked a little bit before about um i had the opportunity of spending a little bit of time in the presence of jeff goldblum and i feel like he plays himself and everything he does as well uh he's pretty much the same guy that you see in every film and and it was exactly the same way to have the opportunity to talk to him a little bit um, no, Vince, super Vince nice Bonds super down to earth but yeah just just himself i was i was on a uh, the monorail or the tram um in vegas with vince vaughn and same way just completely laid back just kind of almost like he doesn't realize where he is a lot of the times just kind of but just out there and I was just like, this is pretty cool. He doesn't seem like a celebrity. We almost didn't recognize him because he was in holy jeans, an Ohio State t-shirt, just in a, in a hat, just standing there. And I was like, man, that guy's tall. And then I just kind of looked and I was like, oh, that's Vince Vaughn. So, <laughs> and then I've actually it's seen, cool. uh, yeah, I've seen Elvira at a uh, car show. Um, they had the uh, whole um, monster set up. And then she was there as a guest panelist for um, just signing signatures with some of the older movie hot rods and stuff. Um, she was there as a guest for um, this guy named Danny. Um, I can't think of his name. Danny, Danny, something. He did. He's got Counts Customs on um, mm. one of the, the History Channel, where he fixes up cars, and they're real good friends. And she came out in her regular persona, not as Elvira. So mm -hmm. she had the red hair, dressed up as you would think she shopped at Macy's or something like that. Yeah. And then she Very went behind elegant. a curtain. Yeah. Went behind the curtain, got her makeup done and everything, came out as a liar. And I was like, that's the same person? I had no idea. <laughs> it's crazy. So, <laughs> it's crazy. And then little Eddie Munster was next to her. So but it was pretty that cool. That had to be entertaining. I can imagine yeah. how that went. <laughs> uh, well, he was, I guess they um, they had the uh, coffin car uh -huh. there from the, the TV show. So it was pretty cool. But Nice. All yeah. right. Back to... Fantastic Beasts. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Um, I've said Newt Scamander is my favorite character. Do you guys have one? I figured you would say that too. So um, just, he's just good. He's good, but it, it kind of goes along with my um, liking the quirky outsider who's trying to do the right thing. Yeah. And, you know, he, I'm also a big animal lover. So he, you know, he's finding all these fantastic beasts and creatures and doing what he can to care for them, protect them. And, um, and, and he's just a little odd, which, yeah, I really, I really, I guess, uh, appreciate that character. What about you, Dorothy? Dorothy. She was great. She was great. She, the actress did a very good job with her. I like Jacob too, though. I think Jacob, really brings that first movie along so like he's yeah he's just yeah. so ignorant about everything going on around him he's just like taking it all in and he's like this is i'm dreaming i have to be dreaming and then when queenie gets involved with um it's just it's a really he's, good set of characters. Be a side character but it really isn't he he becomes no one of the main characters easily 
Yeah. And a stay, which is good. I hope they're all back in the third film too. Yeah. for that to happen. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Just, that's yeah. why she had to put him under a spell for the second one so yeah. had to let him go a little bit but yeah yeah um if you could be any uh, if you could have any of newt scamander's characters or creatures which one would you guys choose go ahead dorothy you take that one <laughs> I thought of that one too. That's that's kind of rice. He didn't get caught. <laughs> I was going down the Niffler route too because they seem to the Niffler seems to not get caught. People don't seem to realize that the Niffler's there. So, you know, maybe it's the whole Robin Hood thing. If you, if you turn the Niffler loose on the right people, <laughs> you know, the ones that can afford a little, not, not that I'm, you know, trying to be mean, but you know, the ones that can afford a little, it wouldn't be such a bad thing, I guess. But, and I went with Dragon before and I got kind of backlash from that. So I toned, I toned it down. <laughs> I like the the bow trickle, uh, but I think I'll go with the demiguides because it'd be really cool. I, I don't want to predict the future, see the future, but just to be invisible anytime I want to. Mm. I think that I mean, because then if you're invisible, it doesn't matter if you have a niffler or not. You can just pocket yeah. it and go. So, <laughs> there you go. Go take some fast passes and some express express passes from people. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. Uh -oh. Let me see if we play a game. We can do it. Yeah. See how good you guys are with your uh, Harry Potter characters. You no. said Harry Potter or sports, so you know yeah. I'm an instant fail. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to give it my shot. Well, I don't think he picked I, them. <laughs> I try. I tried to pick a bunch with um, like European type names. Uh, okay. Some of them have regular names too, just because they're just so bland that they're kind of like, oh, you know. So, yeah, I I'm did. Uh, Let's do it. I think I did about twenty, um, and we can do it one at a time, or like both of you can try to guess one person, or we can rotate however you guys want to do it, but. It's up to you guys. Oh, no, it's my it's my coach's shirt for my little son, uh, my son's little league team. So Brian's wearing a shirt that says Bulls. So yeah, <laughs> oh. basketball. <laughs> that's awesome so, all right you guys ready sure there are some easy ones in here so uh -oh. we'll start off with hannah abbott yeah it's a harry potter harry potter reginald cattermole that sounds harry potter 
Alexi Lawless. I feel like I remember that name somewhere from Harry Potter. I'm going to say Harry Potter. He is a soccer player. <sighs> Yao Ming. Good job, Dorothy. That is a sports player. <laughs> sports player. He's a basketball player. That one I remember. Stan Shunpike. Uh, sports player. Harry Potter. <laughs> Matilda Bagshot. That's Harry Potter. Correct. Alexander Ovechkin. Alexander Ovechkin. I'm going to say sports player. That's true. He's a famous hockey player. I was ah. thinking maybe he might go with the uh, Bo Batten's team. So... <laughs> Not Bobettes. Yeah, because Bobettes yes. is all women, right? Yes, yes. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. Katie Bell. Who? Katie Bell. I'm going to say sports. Harry Potter. She was on the Quidditch team. <laughs> Harry's first year. Oh, dang it. Jenny Finch. I'm going to say Harry Potter. She's an Olympic softball player. And I put that one in there because that's one of Amy's favorite athletes. So. Wasn't there a Finch in Harry Potter, though? Yeah, I think so. I remember a Finch name. Okay. Lee Jordan. Sports. He's the commentator for the Quidditch team. Oh, dang it. <laughs> Mia Hamm. Sports. U.S. soccer player. Boris Becker. Uh, Harry Potter. He's a tennis player. <laughs> Oliver See, Wood. That's going to be horrible. Who? <laughs> Oliver Wood. Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Maria Sharapova. Sports. Yep. Kingsley Shacklebolt. Harry Potter. Yep. Anna Kornikova. Sports. Yep. Bobby Orr. Sports? Yep. What is he? Corbin. He is a uh, hockey player. Well, was a famous hockey player. Okay. As say, Corbin Yaxley. <laughs> I ain't putting NASCAR people in here. That's too Southern. Yep. Corbin Yaxley. I remember something about Yaxley, too. I'm going to say Harry Potter. Corbin sounds English. It could be. Corbin Yaxley is a Death Eater, so good job. Uh, Barty Crouch. Harry Potter. Okay. I was hoping you guys would get that one. Stan, <laughs> Stan Musual. Sports. Baseball player. Last one, Augustus Rockwood. I'm going to say sports, too. No, Augustus Rockwood is a Death Eater who was spying on the war, uh, Department of Ministries. Uh, when you hear him out of context like that, yeah, <laughs> it's harder than it sounds. You guys did better. I mean, you guys didn't do that bad. Better than I think you thought you would, as far as the sports people went. I think Dorothy I did better of, than I did. I'm going to give Dorothy the win on that one. <laughs> I thought about putting a whole bunch of Russian hockey players, but I was like, I probably won't be able to pronounce half their names. So. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That yeah. is true. So, <laughs> That's a great game. Yeah. Let's see, you just got to figure out which one goes in order. So. Yeah. <laughs> true. True, true. Well, that was pretty good. Good yeah. job picking names. So you guys ready for Diagon Alley? 
let's talk about it. That's a great place. Um, as we mentioned, the Wizarding World of Harry Potter is broken down into two locations. You have Hogsmeade and Diagon Alley. Hogsmeade is in Islands of Adventure. The main feature on that is the Hogwarts Castle. Um, Diagon Alley, though, is in Universal Studios Florida. And pretty much the main thing you see when you walk in is what? What is the main focus like, your eyes go to? <laughs> That's right. And the dragon does what? He breathes fire. So, which is a pretty cool sight to see if you ha have not had a chance to see that. Um, all you have to do is just stick around for a couple minutes. But... Cooler to stand underneath it on a cool day. Because <laughs> <laughs> you do, even pretty far back, you feel the heat coming off of it. So mm -hmm. that's a good point. Um, there is a way to get to both um, Harry, uh, Wizarding World and Harry Potter parks uh, or sections and it is the Hogwarts Express and we discussed last time that you need a park to park ticket to ride it and we also said that it's best to ride it both ways which means you know going from uh, Hogsmeade to Diagon Alley and from Diagon Alley back to Hogsmeade because you get a different story each time correct correct yeah so which again if you haven't listened to episode eight please do so because we go into more detail about that but Alan, do you want to start us off with uh, Diagon Alley and what attractions we can find there? So in Diagon Alley, actually, um, for the whole family, you definitely should check out the Hogwarts Express King's Cross Station. Um, I mean, this is the, the entryway and queue um, to the Hogwarts Express, but there's some really great um, visual effects and things to see in the queue. So pay attention, um, look around as you're going through there. Um, if you, I don't, don't want to give a lot of things away if you haven't seen it yet, because it's, it's a fun place to, um, catch really cool things, but, um, there, there is a great effect. If you remember how to, uh, get to platform nine and three quarters, uh, there's a great visual of that when you go through King's Cross station, which is really cool. So keep your eyes peeled and check that out. Um, if you're looking for some more thrills. I missed it. You I had no it. idea. I yeah, I was taking videos of um, uh, of the owl and just the train and just completely missed it until you showed me the video and said, "Here, look!" Or somebody showed me the video of me walking through it, and I was like, yeah. "I didn't even know it was there." So, yeah, yeah I, I would say let's tell them what it is. Okay. All right. So, as you're in the queue for uh, the Hogwarts Express in King's Cross. Um, when Harry and the, the family tries to get to platform nine and three quarters, remember you have to take a deep breath and a charging run at the wall in between the two platforms, right? And you go right through the wall and onto platform nine and three quarters. Um, so there is an effect when you are in the line um, and you have to kind of keep your eyes peeled. Um, it, it's kind of a Pepper's Ghost thing. If you know what Pepper's Ghost is, there's an angled mirror and it makes it look like you are walking into the brick wall um, just like in the movie. So keep your eyes peeled for that. It's a really cool effect. Um, you can see people going in. Um, if there's not a long line with the way things are going right now, uh, it would be easier to miss. So if that's one of those things, if you're, if the line is kind of moving right along mm -hmm. and you don't pay attention, you can miss it pretty easily. Um, but I, I thought that was a pretty cool effect and it was a lot of fun. Um, one of those little Easter egg kind of things you find there in the parks so was like, Hey, we're walking into the brick wall to go to the Hog Hogwarts Express. Mm. So that was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so other things you'll find over there. Um, obviously, if you're looking for more thrills over in the Islands Adventure side, you're going to run into the Harry Potter and Forbidden Journey and Hagrid's Magical Creature Motorbike Adventure, um, as well as Flight of the Hippogriff, which is fun for everyone over on that side of the park. Uh, Attraction-wise, in Diagon Alley, um, you really have... Uh, Escape from Gringotts. So Escape from Gringotts is sort of a high-tech movie roller coaster ride. Um, so there, there are roller coaster seats in it. Um, it is a bit of a coaster, um, but there, there are other effects as well. Um, it, it's definitely worth trying, but this is another one of those that um, please be aware if you get motion sick, this is one of those that can definitely kind of affect you. 
um, but it's a pretty amazing attraction and, and very similar to um, going through Hogwarts to get to um, the Forbidden Journey, the queue in Escape from Gringotts is very cool and worth seeing as well. There's some really cool effects and things going on there. Um, what do you think of it, Dorothy? Okay. <laughs> For a coaster, yeah. True. That's true too. Yeah. Good to know. I um I like Gringotts and I think you described it very well, Alan, as far as being um a coaster type ride with um some you know some screens involved and things. It's one of those that it's when people ask me what's the ride like, I always say, you know, YouTube it and you can get a good idea there. Um YouTube does not do this one justice. Uh, and it's, it's a really good ride. The uh, first time I rode it, I kept my cell phone in my pocket. Um, so tip for everybody listening, when they say secure all loose articles, secure all loose articles. Not in your pocket is not good enough. <laughs> so I was squeezing my hip up against the person next to me, trying to make sure that my cell phone did not fall out of my pocket. So um, it was Cody. So... Yeah. <laughs> So I don't know if he knew what I was doing, but I was not about to lose my cell phone. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, when it, it, it started like, you know, tipping you back, you know, on your back and almost upside down, it was, uh, it was at that point And I was like, Oh no, my cell phone's about to slide right out. Cause I was pretty sure I was wearing basketball shorts that day. And I was just not prepared for that. So, uh, but I, I love that ride. And Every time I got on one of the rides in, in Harry Potter, I was, it can't be as good as this one. It can't be as good. And it was, it was just better until I got to Hagrid's. And at that point I was like, nothing's better than this. I'm done. I can't ride anymore. So, but I, I love Gringotts. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I, I like how you said they implement parts of the story and like I was not expecting the, the willow to come in. Uh, I mean, there's just so many things that are, you know, in that, that short period of time on that ride that it's just kind of like, how do they fit all this in and have a good experience? So, is it really that long? Oh, I was talking, I was talking about Green Dots. So, <laughs> so we do have a few dining options within Diagon Alley. And if you stop by the Fountain of Fair Fortune, you can get drinks the same as the Hopping Pot. You get your favorite drinks, your butter beers, um, your teas. But then if you go to Florian Fortescue's Ice Cream Parlor, they have a many, amount, a many different amount of sundaes. They have your favorite kind of cakes, um, and then you can get your drinks as well. And then we spoke about the Leaky Cauldron on the last episode, where the, you can get your bangers and mash, your fisherman's pie, fish and chips, your mac and cheese, and then their version of shepherd's pie, but they call it a cottage mini pie. I have never had it. Dorothy says it's good. Um, the fish and chips are something I would always uh, go towards. Fisherman's pie is pretty good, and then I do like Bangers and Mash at home, but I have not had it there. Um, guys, have any thoughts on any of the food there? <laughs> at the same time.
I have, I have not, not, no. That sounds actually very interesting. <laughs> I think I might have to try that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what that became a thing. So I've been to the UK a few times and whenever you get um, an American breakfast, it's like eggs and bacon and toast. And there are always what I compare to Vandy camp pork and beans on the plate. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I thought that was very interesting. That was like, we've never had Vandy camp you know, pork and bean beans with breakfast and eggs, but it worked somehow. It was actually not bad. Um, but yeah, I always found that was kind of interesting. So good to see they're carrying the tradition. Well, and I think that's the thing with the um, gilly water and the potions that go into it, the flavoring potions, is that that's kind of an outdoor cart kind of setup. So a lot of hands can be on those. Um, and I, I think that's probably a safe bet for right now to um, have, uh, yeah, maybe avoid those. Or, or maybe they can find a way to bring it back where you have to ask for certain ones and they would give you an individual one. So there's not so many hands on them. But um, yeah, I got a kick out of reading the tubes. Uh, the little test tubes, they come in when we were there and checking those out. Great information. You can also buy elixirs mm -hmm. still, can't you? The, the elixirs? I think the elixirs are what goes in the gilly water, and that's what they're holding off on right now. Because it's kind of I like an thinking, outdoor I, cart. Yeah, I was I was thinking there was just a separate cart thing. Um, like Eternal, Eternal Nels... Uh, Yeah. But I don't know if it's still there. Just probably not being staffed with gilly water elixirs at the moment. Um, but but good to know. So, you know, hope that'll come back. I'm sure that was popular. So um, that should be coming back once we get a little more beyond some of this um, entertaining things that are going on here right now. Um, so if we move on a little bit, um, that was great information about all the types of food that are available over there, Dorothy. But what about the shows and entertainment? What kind of shows and entertainment can we expect to find in Diagon Alley?
Yeah, I've seen uh, bits of both of those too. I don't think we sat for the whole show because um, when I was there with some folks that were not very theater enter, enter, theater oriented, they wanted to get to the next ride. So um, I saw some of those and I liked what I saw too. So what are the I'm, other things I'm that's one really of those. cool? Oh, yeah. say, I'm, one of the, I'm one of those that just get me to the next ride and I skip <laughs> over a lot of that kind of stuff. But I, I have caught a little bit of the tales of the Beetle of, of Beetle the Bark, um, but I have not seen uh celestina and the banshees but. yeah there's also something really cool um outside um before you go into diagon alley over near the water um just in the uk section there um it, you'll find the night bus out there so the night bus is that great big purple um uh english three-story bus um and it's outside there and uh you can go up and actually talk to uh, the night bus attendant and the shrunken head. The shrunken head will talk to you and uh, ask you questions and kind of they, they patter back and forth, which is really cool. And you get your picture with them. Um, I thought that was pretty neat. It, yeah. was, it was really well done. Um, and... Yeah, you'll have a great time. And I thought that was really cool. Um, also over there in uh, Diagon Alley, you'll find the original Ollivanders. And I believe that is the larger of the two Ollivanders facilities. Um, so if you're looking to get uh, paired with a wand, have a wand chose you, uh, choose you, then uh, that's a great place to go and do that. A lot of wand shopping available over there. Uh, and Dorothy, you also mentioned the Gringotts Money Exchange. So um, this is something Disney used to do back in the day. They used to have Disney dollars you could get. Um, I may or may not have a few of them around. But um, the Gringotts Money Exchange is really cool because you can actually go in and exchange your American or wherever muggle money for wizarding money that you can use around the Universal property, and especially in the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. So that's a pretty cool thing. Um, I'm sure, kind of like I did, people are probably taking some of those home as a souvenir, and I don't think Universal minds that. Um, you know, sure, you want to take money home with you just because you like the way it looks? Great. Um, so I wouldn't take home a 20, but you know, <laughs> just letting you know. There's some cool things out there. Because um, once you leave the Wizarding World of Harry Potter and Universal, yeah, that wizarding money is not going to do you very good at home. So, cool things, really cool, um, immersive area at Universal. And I mentioned before, you know, as somebody who worked at Universal and worked at Disney, um, when I first walked into the Wizarding World of Harry Potter, even Hogsmeade, but especially Diagon Alley, it is just like the, the theming and the atmosphere and the reality of it was just like dialed up to 12. They've done an amazing job. There's so many little things here and there to see. Um, and, and it's, very authentic feeling. Um, it did not feel like a theme park to me. It felt like you were really there, which was pretty cool. The total shoot, total immersiveness in what's going on out there. So um, mm -hmm. it's a
<laughs> These crazy screams. <laughs> You're a fan. That's great. Mm -hmm. yeah it's a very easy place to wander around It's really well done. Um, yeah, the it's it's fun. Like I'm a people watcher. I love to people watch when we go to the parks and see um, the reactions and the the experience that people get. And when you stand in Diagon Alley through the brick wall entrance, um, that looks like the brick wall has opened for you to come in. Um, if you stand just inside there and watch people walk in for the first time, um, it's like that video you're talking about every time. People just walked in and their, their jaws open and they're just kind of um, blown away by they're there and they're standing there and it's it's amazing. And that's one of the things I get a kick out of watching is people you do things like that. It's a lot of fun, but it just it's almost a compliment to Universal and the creative team every time, you know, they get that reaction. Like this is what we did, this is what we did, and we did it right. Um, I think that's yeah. great. One one of the biggest things I like when I go to theme parks is seeing the engineering behind it, seeing the technology come together, just seeing the stage set up, the scenes, as they say. And Universal could have went the short route and said, we don't have to put the shrunken heads on this wall. We don't have to do this. We don't have to do the, the brick wall you were talking about. Like, we don't have, we can skip out on a, some of those things. And they didn't. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it's just, it set the tone for Galaxy's Edge. It set the tone, I feel like, for Pandora, probably. I mean, like, that's a different set in its own right. But I mean, it, you are walking around a real city there. And you, you forget that you're not in Orlando, Florida anymore. Mm -hmm. So they, they really like the humidity kind of reminds you, but if you're in yeah. summer. <laughs> um, so that leads me to, I'm, I'm very... Um, curious and looking forward to what is going to be a part of the new park and how well flushed out that's going to be. Um, because the bit we're hearing about rumors which may go into Universal's new park, um, I can't wait to see what they do. I think I'm, I'm excited. I mean, anytime you hear about a new park, it's great, a new attraction. Um, but I, I'm super excited to see what they're going to do with um, the, the trend they've been doing with so immersive entertainment. That's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. So Dorothy, you started to touch a little bit on shopping and there's so much shopping you can do uh, in the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. So um, it, when we talk about Diagon Alley, we know that um, the original Ollivanders is there, um, but there's so many other um, shops and things you can find. So you can go into um, Weasley's Wizard and Wheezes. Uh, there is all kinds of great merchandise available in there. Um, they just have all kinds of fun things. Um, I can't even list some of them. There's just, they're, it's a crazy shop to go through. Yeah. But it's, it's a great shop. Um, we talked a little bit about Gringotts and the money exchange. You can go in there. Um, you can go to the Magical Menagerie. So in the Magical Menagerie, you can find um, 
plushy versions of many of the creatures that you can find in the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. You can go to uh, Sugar Plum Sweet Shop, another candy like galore store. Um, th there's, I, I don't even remember a candy store I've been into that looks like some of these. It's amazing. Um, I hate to compare it, but walking in there is kind of like walking into the Wizarding uh, to Willy Wonka in the, in the Chocolate Factory. There's just walls yeah. of different kinds of candies and so many varieties and things. It's it's pretty cool. Um, uh, you know, we talked about all of our elevators being there. The other thing, which it doesn't, I don't ever see it advertised a whole lot. It is a part of the um, exclusive Universal package or exclusive Wizarding World of Harry Potter package, but Shutter Button Studio. So there is a Shutter Button Studio in Diagon Alley. Um, it's a photography studio, but um, you get to take home a bit of, it's done kind of like a newspaper, kind of like a magazine. Um, so you go in and they will loan you wands and robes if you don't have them. And they do video clips of you and they put you into a scene, uh, much like you see in the wizarding newspapers and magazines where the images come to life and move. And they're kind of in that um, brown sepia tone style. And you can actually have some of those videos made at the Shutter Button Photography Studio. Um, and we'll talk a little bit more about that in a minute when we talk about the exclusive Harry Potter package. Um, but I've seen some of those and that's pretty cool. I think it's a fun experience. Um, another really good thing for a fan, you know, to be a part of the living world and have something you can share on, on Facebook or wherever, um, you know, where, where you've been a part of the, the newspaper or the news. Um, we talked about interactive wands. So there's a lot of really cool interactive wands um, and different uh, magical effects that you can do, uh, just like you can over at Hogsmeade. But there are a lot of them over here in uh, Diagon Alley as well. Um, there is quality Quidditch supplies and uh, Wiseacres wizarding equipment. So if you are looking for robes, if you are looking for scarves, um, anything from the houses, um, if you are looking for a team sweater from any of the team houses, um, there, there are so many different Wizarding World um, merchandise options and opportunities. Um, it, it's, it's literally like being in the Wizarding World and shopping. There's just so many choices. Um, again, it, I think they did a great job with the merchandise. Um, some of the pieces are a little more expensive than you're used to on a typical t-shirt. Um, but they're, they're really nice quality pieces. The robes, I know Dorothy, you have a set of robes. Um, they're not cheap, thin robes. They, they are warm, heavy robes that will last. Um, and I, every time I think about how warm and heavy they are, I see all those people walking around the parks in the summer in their full robes. And I think, wow, Dorothy, you've done that too, right? Um, but it, you, it's, the people are just so into it and so excited to be a part of it. Um, and then you can go in and pick robes from your house. Um, it, it's just a great place to go and experience and um, really, really happy that Universal brought this um, to the parks and to the world. So yeah, we all agree that it's better to buy your uh, Harry Potter merchandise in the parks, correct? Correct. Definitely. Mm -hmm. In the parks. That makes sense. True. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Correct. Right. That's true. Right. Perks. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
And while it might be good to get your main box of chocolate frogs back at the resort or on the way out of the park, um, I would definitely recommend getting at least one or two while you're in the, in the Wizarding World and walking around. If you're going to eat them there, um, definitely get one while you're in the park and enjoy it. It's just, it's part of the experience of being in the Wizarding World and eating a chocolate frog, but definitely get some to take home with you. There is. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's so many choices though. Or butterbeer. <laughs> butterbeer. Um, yeah, there's some really cool things to do and to, to shop um, for in the park. So um, don't don't feel left out. There are some good opportunities in there. Uh, oh, so I alluded a little bit about that um, Harry Potter package. Brian, do you want to tell us about the exclusive Harry Potter package Universal offers? Yeah, so... Um... If you haven't listened to episode eight, there is a special Harry Potter package that you can book through Universal Studios um, or through your travel agent. So we are able to book it for you, which Correct. includes um, it's one hundred nineteen dollars per person per night. It includes your tickets to the park, breakfast at the three broomsticks and the leaky cauldron. So you get two breakfast certificates. You get early admission to the parks. Um, depends on which days have the early admission. So you're not going to go to. Both parks, it's based on which one has the, the early admission that day, kind of like um, Disney does their early magic hours. You get a little keepsake box, which is a, uh, I've seen different things from buttons to uh, keychains, um, just different Harry Potter merchandise that are, is in this little keepsake box. And then you have your shutter buttons photography session, which Alan alluded to earlier. Um, to me, if you think of the old time photo session that you have at your vacation, you know, normal vacation destinations, take that, add Harry Potter to it, and then up it by 10. And I would feel like you have your, your, your shutter buttons photography session. I always look back at the, um, the wanted poster of Beatrix Lestrange, um, where she's screaming in the, in the, in the, the wanted flyer and her head's shaking back and forth. Um, that to me is what I picture when I, I think of the shutter button photography session, but it's definitely a great package. If you're a Harry Potter fan, uh, you have to book and experience at least once, um, because it does include some very unique things that you're only going to get with this package. All right. Thanks for that information, Brian. It's a great package. Um, so the end of our episode here is a little bit different and I want to apologize. We had some technical difficulties uh, towards the end of the session. So we lost some audio and we're just kind of closing it off here for you. Um, we want to thank you guys for listening. We do appreciate uh, all the feedback and all the support we're getting. Uh, as always, we want to say thank you very much to Dorothy for joining us on this episode again and providing some great Harry Potter insight. Um, we always appreciate that. So thank you, Dorothy. Uh, please be sure to keep checking up on us and see what you can find. Um, you can follow us on the web at www.gearspodcast.com or you can find us on Facebook at gearspodcast.com, uh, as well as Twitter and Instagram at gears underscore podcast. So again, thanks everybody for tuning in. Sorry about the technical difficulties here at the end of this episode, um, but we do appreciate you and we look forward to uh, having you tune in on the next episode. Thank you. Thank you.